Okay, rock roll. I don't. I don't think that actually made it into the book value. <laughs> No! No! The love of all the good no! Listen, I mean, I could. No, no Presbyterians listen to this show. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Mm. Listen, uh, Matthew, I don't know if you know this, but I'm a Presbyterian, and I can complain about whatever I don't want. <laughs> Was that a part of the podcast? That was that was the actual beginning of the podcast. Right there. That's the intro. That's how he welcomes you. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to the podcast. So you, you guys can't see me right now, but I'm holding two Uzis, and I will hold these Uzis for the duration of the podcast. Mm, mm, good. Good. Do you have a wig on? No. Possibly a jean shirt. I don't, but I have a, a Viking helmet on. Sick. Sick. Now, wait a second. Is it that Viking helmet with, like, the braids that are attached to the Viking helmet coming down or just the two horns sticking up? No, just the two horns. No, I couldn't afford mm-hmm. the one with the braids. Are you wearing a breastplate? <laughs> well, yeah, I wear that anyway. But <laughs> I had a blip on the audio. Oh, did you hear what I said? No, like, it cut out for a second. I oh. missed it. You weren't answering me. I said, are no. you wearing a loincloth? <laughs> <laughs> we thought that you, like, muted it. Just, just to make it, like, that awkward, like, yes, I am, but I really don't know if I should say it yet. No, I don't have to try hard for awkward. It just sort of happens. Uh, yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I think that there ought to be, um, right now, um, that one of us needs to be holding a flamethrower. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, like, legitimately holding a flamethrower. And um, there ought to be people, like, jumping and pumping their fists in the air. Mom is doing that right now <laughs> as she's sitting here. Um, uh, Jessica has, has her has her uh, flamethrower ready to go. Okay, so if, if, you're, if, my Bible. if you're not as big a Christian culture nerd as we are and you have no idea what we're talking about, this has sort of been a, a storm that started brewing in the last 24 hours on Christian Twitter about the Stronger Man Conference. Is that what it's called? The Stronger Man Conference? The Stronger Men's Conference. Men. Strong- men's. Stronger Men's Conference. Okay. Stronger Men's Conference? Yes. A little, yes. A little confusing. Look, right. That is a little bit confusing. Well, here's the deal, right? I mean, because it's not just one man uh-huh. who's stronger. Oh, all the men it's are. multiple men, but then it's the possessive because it's apostrophe S, men's. And so it's like they're they're all together the stronger possessing men's. stronger men's <laughs> things. Yeah. Like monster trucks. Yeah. MMA so fight. It took mm. us a while, but Joel brought us there. So I guess that does make a little bit of sense, kind of. <laughs> Not really. I just made all that up. <laughs> <laughs> so they uh they have a like a promo video for the two thousand eighteen conference. And- Which is like next weekend, isn't it? it I I was so surprised because why are we just now seeing this video? You know it's been out there for a while. Mm. I think the conference is not actually that big. 
Oh. I think like it just sort of like the vi- the video just sort of went viral at the last second. Like I don't think they meant for it to be like this international conference. I, I, I don't think it's that big. I, I don't know, dude. I mean, like I'm watching the video as we're speaking. Okay. And they have a trampoline basketball dunk. There is nothing that says international conference like a trampoline <laughs> basketball dunk. Is it a contest? Or no, just a show? I don't think so. I think it's just a show. Like, like dude's flying through the air. He barely even makes it to the rim after jumping on a trampoline. Uh, like one hand jamming it, and then it goes to, uh, then it goes to homies like like zipline like fast lining in. Oh, okay. Looking like they're about Mission to impossible. take the place over, you know? Dude, if one of those people was Louis Giglio, I would pay money to see him. Wait a second. Louis Giglio is speaking. <laughs> I know. Of Come on, I baby. I know he is. And then you've got a lot of headbanging, and you've got a man in a Viking cos- uh, costume. See? Holding up a sword. And everybody's, everybody's flipping out about this, like what you yeah. described. Like, that's basically just like an average Sunday at an Assemblies of God church. <laughs> Like, what is the big deal? Mm. Well, I think the big deal is that there's definitely some strange fire going on here. <laughs> I think that's what's going on. Dude, can you imagine John Mac- John MacArthur's take Oof. on this conference? Oof. I'm surprised Johnny Mac hasn't hasn't come out with another one called Stronger Man's Conference. Stronger than you, man. Stronger than you, man's <laughs> conference. And then with with him. And uh, with him and uh, and Paul Washer just oh, straight up staring, <laughs> like staring just staring at each other, and then John Piper in the middle, like with a, with like a mohawk, uh, 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 like um, you know wig on, trying to bring the heat. <laughs> I just have a stare on Dude, I'm telling you, the three of those guys staring at each other. Talking down. about who's holier, maybe. Mm. Mm. It Joel. shouldn't be. Are you just reading that directly from your fan fiction? <laughs> no, listen. Okay, here it is, right? I am I am thoroughly convinced right now that somewhere in some back room there is a Presbyterian. No, of course there is. A Reformed Baptist <laughs> and somebody else who doesn't want to be affiliated with a denomination yeah. but still wants to claim to be Reformed. Yeah. Like Lutherans? Yeah. <laughs> That got me good. That got me real good. Um, oh my gosh, because I got a story. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> them all staring at each other. Yeah. Cloud of holy cigar or pipe smoke. Or hanging vape. off the ceiling. Mm-hmm. A vape, possibly. That would be the Lutheran. Yep. Um, with with some uh, libations on the table. Yeah. All scheming mm-hmm. on how they can write scathing blog posts against the Stronger <laughs> Men's uh, conference. Yeah. Yeah. I promise Plain that's and simple. happening. Plain and simple. <laughs> I want to see a holier man's conference. What would mm. that look like? <sighs> that is called Promise Keepers. <laughs> I was going to go somewhere else, but then our, our book probably would never get any play. <laughs> No, it's okay. We'll make fun of T4G later. <laughs> uh, just as a disclaimer, that was not Joel Fitzpatrick who said that. No, that's cool. It's it's Matthew. I'll take all. The, I'll I'll take all the blame for this. So if you if you're not plugged in and you're not a, a nerd like we are, what what's been going on is is the Stronger Men's Conference has been taking all sorts of flack mm-hmm. on Christian social media. 
um, for being A, ridiculous, uh, B, uh, hyper-masculine, C, basically just an embarrassment. Uh, A lot of people are uh, criticizing it. So I I would like for everyone to give your hottest take on the Stronger Men's Conference. Okay. Mm. I'll go first. Yeah, go, Jess. I mean, I legit would like to go to it. Mm. Thank you. I mean, I know I'm a woman. Mm. And so that would be weird, but I want to go see monster trucks and fire shooting out of a stage and guys ziplining in. I mean, I think the entertainment value alone, I don't want to see any of the preaching. Could I leave? I wonder wonder if during the conference in the preaching. I'm not sure the preaching is going to be worth hanging out for. (laughs) That was Joel. Hot take. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying. I mean, if you got a dude coming out with a blonde wig and two Uzis, yeah. you ain't getting into the word very deeply. <laughs> maybe not. I mean, maybe you are. You don't know that. I mean, yeah, the dudes Presbyterian who just privilege right there. Speaking, there Joel. Wait, Wait, what, Matthew? I said that was Presbyterian privilege speaking right there. <laughs> Call him out on mm, it. Mm. I. Th- I'm just saying because you'd be so entertained. Yeah. Then you're like, I don't want to listen to preaching. I'd rather go drink a beer. Yeah. 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 Well, that is if beer is offered at this thing. Oh. Because, I, I mean, I let's, let's, I face it. let's face it. It's pretty much the reform crowd who is drinking beer. Um, and uh, and these guys don't look terribly reformed to me. Yeah. So my guess is there's a <laughs> lot of Because they were smiling? Dancing. Because they were smiling, Joel? Is that, is that what? Yeah. Basically, <laughs> basically, they, they aren't Matthew, they aren't grumpy. The heat they aren't they aren't grumpy with people. <laughs> like, don't you know that's one of the that's one of the that's one of the seven points of reformedism. You have to be grumpy all the time. Like, fun is not allowed in church. Oh my god! This podcast I mean, people- is not getting any better. Like from this point on, like if it's just not getting any better. People, people. Um, like if you raise your hands in a reformed church, mm-hmm. watch out, dude. They what you don't know that's a little known uh, um, secret. There is actually like a a, a circulating saw <laughs> that goes right about a little bit over head level. So if you raise your hands, the saw just comes in on like a horizontal plane and just whoosh, off with your hands, suckers. Put those things down. That, should be, that could be at the stronger men's conference, dude. But listen, then nobody would have hands because they're freaking pumping their hands, and then who's going to buy the gear? Oh, they're probably selling a lot you of stuff. You better believe they're selling swag. <laughs> they're freaking Who's pumping their hands. Is, is that a uh, is that a chapter title from y'all's book about sex? <laughs> oh, jeez. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> I told you that it was not getting any better from that. <laughs> okay. Rock and roll. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that actually made it into the book, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious! <laughs> oh man. Mm. All right, Jess. I like your hot take. <laughs> my hot take is: Why the heck not? Mm. Mm. <laughs> and why can't it be like? Why can't? I, I mean, my hot take is: Why isn't it open to women? Mm. You don't think we like to watch MMA fighting? I think I think that it would be open to women mm-hmm. if they came in bikinis. <laughs> <laughs> because we all know, like, if you're going to be a stronger man, that equals seeing women bikinis. Yes. Okay. 
I like it. But then you also have to be holy, so they got to be like like tankies. <laughs> tankies. <laughs> <laughs> mhm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. The uh, that, that three inches of fabric is is that's the key to holiness, right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that keeps people from lusting because we all know if you cover up yeah. a woman, yeah. Then that, a man won't lust. That cures the lust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really I, think I'll, I think I'll reference people back to Butson, <laughs> the blog post. <laughs> that was key. That was a key work in defining yeah. and helping us come up with what we needed mm-hmm. source material for our for book. Our book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're actually, at Matthew, actually, you're part of the recommended resources <laughs> in the back of the book. Yeah, Butson, Nippleson, Butson part two. <laughs> I, I'm happy to help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, right on, Matthew. Uh, I'm your hot take on the Stronger Men's Conference. My hot take. <clears throat> my hot take changed because when I first saw the video, I was like, "This is ridiculous." You could not pay me a thousand dollars to go to this conference. And then I got on Twitter and I saw everybody just crapping all over it. Mm-hmm. And because I'm a shallow contrarian. Like, I had to change my mind because I can't do what everybody else is doing. And so from that point on, I was like, you know what? I'm, 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 I'm defending it. I'm 100% defending this conference. And here's, Dude, my, here's my hot take. Here's my defense of it. You yeah. can't have it both ways. You cannot, okay. just, you cannot just whine and complain about what's wrong with men, what's wrong with men in the church, men are not engaged. You can't do that and then turn around and when a church tries to engage men, even if it's in a, a dumb way, and then you just turn around and try to destroy that, like, pick a side. Like, you cannot complain about men and then when a church tries to engage them, destroy it because you think it's harmful. Mm. Listen, uh, Matthew, I don't know if you know this, but I'm a Presbyterian and I can complain <laughs> about whatever I don't know. <laughs> I actually think you're absolutely right, Matthew. Mm, you are. Mm, in, yeah. Mm. It's I'll true, take though. A, I'll take it a step further here. I'll take it a step further. I'll, <laughs> I'll give an actual example. There's a there's a women's conference. I don't know if it's a women's con- I think it's just a conference conference it's with um, Rachel Held Evans and Sarah Bessie. No, it's called Conference. I think Jim Hatmaker, <laughs> too, is called Evolving Faith. Okay. And, uh, you know, when that came out, I was like, oh, this is so not my cup of tea. Like, this is just not something that I would ever want to go to. But, like, also, like, I didn't want to make a bunch of jokes about it or try to destroy it and bring it down. Because even things like that, like, I think that probably engages certain people that maybe traditional church doesn't engage. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe that that can do some good in the same way that the Stronger Men's Conference. There's probably dudes going there that like would never actually go to a, like a traditional church. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, maybe there's some good that can be done with that. And we don't need to just automatically tear it down. I agree. And I'm, I'm gonna, sorry I'm, for making that I'm serious. Gonna, I'm going to go ahead and automatically tear it down. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> go let your hot take. Yeah, I mean, I think that, I think that there, there's nothing in the world that says... Um, Jesus, like growing into the image of Christ, mm-hmm. uh, like a monster truck, <laughs> you know, I mean, like, honestly, mm-hmm. like when I think about growing into the image of Christ, when I think about Jesus, when he walked into the temple, little did you know, it wasn't a whip. 
<laughs> you know, and it wasn't him flipping over. Flipping. Yeah. He he rode a motorcycle, did a backflip into <laughs> the temple, landed on a landed on a money money <laughs> table, and then just broke out double oozes. <laughs> and then fire went off yeah. from heaven. And then a guy rapping in the background. Yep. Yep, yep. And then someone trampoline dunked right on the Pharisee's head. Jesus walks by mm, Kanye. Was... Mm, mm. <laughs> then, then the Apostle Peter's flying in on the trampoline dunk. Boosh! Get out. No, I mean, like, I look at this and I'm like, dude, you know what? Uh, like, I'm fine with, with drawing people in with things that, that attract them. Um, and, you know, I'm sure these guys are going to do good uh, preaching. Like, I'm sure it's going to be fine, um, you know, generally. Uh, but it just, like... Uh, I think that our our culture is so already wrapped up in this idea that to be masculine, you need to, like, dominate things. Um, And that just doesn't seem to me like the picture of Jesus uh, that I read in the the New Testament. And no, like, like, okay, I am going to get real serious because this really does frustrate me because, like, there are so many guys who have, like, just pent up anger and angst about everything because they think they need to dominate everything in the world. And so they try to, like, assert their power and influence. And Jesus is like, dude, um, like, if I wanted to call down legions of angels, I could do that. I could dominate power. I could assert power and dominance through that. But instead, I'm going to serve. Like, why don't why don't they have a picture of, like, fire going off and then some dude, like, washing his wife's feet? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Or like waking up at five in the morning and making breakfast for his family. Come on. Or quite possibly, here's a shocker, serving at his church. You know? I mean, like, why don't why 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 is it like Uzis and Vikings are masculine and washing feet and serving our Hey, we don't know. There could be a breakout session on how to massage your wife's feet. Look, and if there is and if and stronger men's conference if for some reason you stumble across this podcast <laughs> and you made it past the pumping hands <laughs> then then if you have that in there then good on you yeah. then good on you that's that that makes me happy then i i would i would even pay for people to go to it if that was a part of the stronger men's conference can i just say something though some of these guys that are tweeting about this how yes. awful it is yes you know, honestly, Agreed. are not they have don't really have a leg to stand on. They don't because yeah. they may say that they're complementarian and mm-hmm. that they support women and that having this over hyper masculine man mm-hmm. is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Their theology walks that out a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they they actually engage in that themselves. Right. In a different way. Right. Right. And there are there are uh, there are and I'll just say this because I'm a Presbyterian and I can. Um, <laughs> there are there are Presbyterians who engage in that. Right. And then come out and beat on on a conference like this. Yes. Um, and shouldn't be because they don't have a leg to stand right. on. Either. So while this may be overtly yeah. hyper masculine. Yeah. 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 They are covertly hyper masculine. Right. And it hurts women in the same way. Right. OK. So now here's a question. <laughs> What what speaker do you think is missing from this lineup? Oh, that's a good. Oh, for sure, Dude, that's Dr- exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. Mark Driscoll. Yeah, he could get up and talk about sex all day long. How about <laughs> anal sex. I was gonna say that. I was gonna say that, but I wasn't gonna say it because I was like, I don't want to say that. That's gross and awkward, and I don't want to put that on the air. Yep. 
You're on the wrong podcast, Joel, for those kind of thoughts. (laughs) Literally (laughs) called fun, sexy Bible time. (laughs) Wrecked him. Damn near killed him. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so speaking of that. (laughs) <laughs> okay, but wait, who else who else is another speaker that could be on this on this thing? Who would be the most uncomfortable speaker to have up there? Who would be like totally awkward, totally out of place? Um not just angry, right? We already got the the the, the ones who'd be who'd be like just angry up there. Oh, uh, Warren Throckmorton, definitely. Thank <laughs> 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 Um Benny Hinn up there trying to act masculine. What about Carmen? Oh, he'd fit right in. He'd, fit, he'd be the MC. Dude, Carmen's, Carmen's kicking the whole sucker off. Yeah. He's playing champion without his shirt on. <laughs> he's actually pulling out his chest hair and using mm. it as a guitar. Mm. Like mm. pulling it really yep, tight yep, and yep, using yep. it as a guitar. <laughs> I feel like that came from a very specific place, Jessica. <laughs> It's a dream I had last night. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> okay, here's one from from like like wow. Okay. Like this is this is uh Matthew, I don't know if you'll know who this guy is. Okay. But but Jessica I think will and mom definitely will. Uh, uh um uh Howell Jones. Could you imagine Howell Jones? Is he like an old dude? He's like super old Scottish <laughs> Presbyterian. <laughs> Who's like the kindest man in the world, but he's he's a he's a he's built like a house because he played rugby, and so the guy is just—I mean, he is a monster. His thumb, when he gives you a thumb up, you know how you have like that natural kind yeah. of curve back. His goes straight oh, back. That's wrong. I mean, the dude, but that would be the most out of place person. He'd walk in there and be like, "What the heck is going on? <laughs> How did I get invited?" To I this? feel like John Piper wouldn't really fit in either. Mm. Do you think he would? He. You try really hard to fit in, but I think that I think that if he started to like, you know, John Piper when he kind of grabs the pulpit and yeah. then leans forward and yeah. then he gets those really long kind of his voice gets a little bit high pitched. Yeah, yeah. I have a feeling at that point people would walk out. He'd give like a really awkward. He'd give like a. I'm trying to like, okay, how does this John Piper sound? He's got kind of a lisp. He's. You have a penis. <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> oh my god! God well, gave you that penis. <laughs> speeds his words up. After he does that, then he's like, "And God gave you that penis so that you can use it for the glory of God." <laughs> Inside a Proverbs 31 wife. Oh, no! No! The love of all that's good, no! I mean, has so, Joel never heard an episode of Fun Sexy Bible Time? I mean, like, oh, yeah! <laughs> oh, he has it. It's like, I mean, not that I don't blame anyone for not, I'm not listening to this show. But just, oh, jeez. Well, I mean, it's what we wrote a whole book about that. Yeah, it's true. We did. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's true. We did. Okay. So tell us about the book. <laughs> Let's segue well, seamlessly into this. 
God gave us a penis, and uh, we are to use it uh, inside of Proverbs 31. <laughs> that's, that's essentially the book. And God called it good. And God called it good. <laughs> there you go. That's the summary of our book. <laughs> <laughs> I well, if, if I ever to... thought I was going to get a call, how how far did your mom make it before she walked out? <laughs> she's um, still sitting she's here. She's still sitting here. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Elise. Hi, Matthew. <laughs> Boy, that had some mom power behind it. Yeah, it did. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All right. Well, uh, so Jess and I, uh, we. Co-authored a book. Yeah, co-authored a book. Um, I like him so, like... It's called Mom, Dad... Yeah, yeah, What Sex. Mom, Dad, What Sex. It's a gospel-centered view on... uh, To teach your children about sexuality and the culture. Yeah. And so, like, what happened... I I was teaching a class to high schoolers at my church, a 16-week class, on um, human sexuality the Bible's view of it. And then uh, Jess and I were uh, talking about writing a book together. We didn't really have any sort of like subject that we were going to write on. And I was like, well, why don't we, why don't we write on this? There's plenty of stuff that's out there that talks about how um, there's plenty of like the view of the church's understanding of sex is uh, how sex is bad. Um, before marriage, before marriage. definitely wait. Um, Don't like, ruin your purity. If, if, you, if you have sex before marriage, then you're broken and you're impure and you're used. And who wants used goods? And um, and so we decided to set out and try to try to um, really give a, a positive view of sex and sexuality mm-hmm. uh, as we think it's laid out in scripture. Uh, yes, confronting confronting um, the brokenness of sex after the fall, but then also showing how God really uh, uses sex as uh, a picture of a relationship that's bigger than just uh, the act that's shared between um, a man and a woman, um, but really is something that's uh, that points us to the intimacy that we have with Christ in our in our relationship with Him, and so. That's uh, that's kind of the idea behind the big overarching idea behind mm-hmm. the book, and then thinking about how do we how do we um, talk to our teens, talk to our kids about this beautiful picture of sex? Because you know, if you if if a kid's playing with a knife, there's an old saying like if a kid's playing with a knife, um, the thing that you don't want to do is run up and grab the knife, right? You mm-hmm. want to give them a lollipop. Give them something better mm-hmm. so that they'll give you the knife. Um, and that's the that's the hope behind this is that we don't we don't just say, oh, stay away from sex. Right. And we actually say, like, no, there's something so much better right here. Right. Um, so much more beautiful and be attracted to that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, you know, so much of the church. What we do with sexual sin is you shame people or you um, try and control people with shame or with guilt or with uh, consequences that it's going to ruin your life. Um, And instead of uh, just beating people up over it, again, like what Joel's saying, I mean, sex is a good thing. 
Mm-hmm. And so talking to our kids about the goodness of sex, um, what was it intended for? And, uh, you know, not trying to shame anybody or scare anybody um, into some sort of pious outside mm. obedience, but rather showing people that there is something better out there. There is um, something beautiful out there. So, you know, I don't know. I, I know... I think, ironically, probably the most I heard about sex growing up from my friends was on a way to a Love Waits conference. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're with the youth group driving to a Love Waits conference, and I learned a lot about sex in that conversation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I think you get to this Love Waits conference, for all of you, you know, that grew up in the church. Mm -hmm. It's a conference, basically, where they guilt you into saying, standing up and saying, I won't have sex before I'm married. Um you get to this thing and then, you know, at the end, it is like everybody who's going to make the commitment not to have sex before you're married, stand up. And I just think, you know, of course, everybody's going to stand up right. if the youth pastor's anywhere near right, you. Right, right, right. Um, but I also think like it doesn't take into account that people who have been sexually abused, right. uh, people who's um, who have been hurt sexually, mm-hmm. uh, people who have been sexually promiscuous. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is no hope for redemption mm-hmm. for anybody. It's like you once you've done it, you're done. Right. And uh, that is not the picture that Christ gives us with any sin. Right. Um, it's always that there's redemption and that there's hope. And that's what we want to talk to kids. So not only, hey, here's something better, but also, hey, if if something has happened to you, that doesn't make you less than. Uh, it mm. doesn't make you second class. Mm-hmm. Or if you have done something, uh, there's redemption and there's hope and there's forgiveness. And, um, you know, being sexually active is doesn't disqualify you. Right. Um, because then, you know, half the Bible, the people in the Bible, you know, they're all gone. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, so yeah. actually all the people in the Bible are right. all gone. And that's a theme that uh, Jess and I pick up through the whole book. Is that in reality, um, you can go to these conferences and stand up and make all of these all of these um, commitments. Uh, but in reality, there's no person who who doesn't sin sexually. Right. Um, I mean, Jesus in Matthew five just kind of really, um, really deepens the commandments by saying, you know, you've heard it said uh, you should not commit adultery. I tell you that anyone who looks on someone with lustful intent has already committed adultery. Dude, I was that. done as soon as I saw that Stronger yeah. Men's Conference Oof. video. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to tell you, like, the Viking hat. <laughs> you know? I, I'm like... I was thinking about I was thinking about uh, about getting one of those, doffing it with a giant sword. <laughs> you know? um, my wife's got, got her birthday party at a, at a winery uh, this weekend, and I was thinking about wearing a Viking's hat and bringing a, a Viking hat and bringing a giant sword, getting up on the table. Okay, that's... Stronger man. I'm not coming to that. Stronger man. <laughs> picking up one of those bottles of wine, just drinking straight out of it. Putting it back down on the table. I can cut your pizza. I got a, I got a sword. Slay it with the sword of the spirit right there. God gave you that sword. <laughs> Okay, but no, seriously, like, like there's no one who who escapes Jesus's right. uh, Jesus's command, right? And so this this false sense that because you don't have sex, you're pure, you're pure, mm-hmm. um, it's garbage. 
it just it just doesn't allow for the biblical witness. Yeah. And um and so we want we want to we want to say look, um there's no one who comes to the cross uh on a on a higher level right. or a higher plane than anyone else. Everyone comes to the cross on equal ground, on equal footing, um, whether whether you've had a hundred sexual partners or none, mm-hmm. but you've just lusted after people your mm-hmm. whole life, mm-hmm. or you uh, were self righteous and thinking that you're better than everybody because right. you didn't have any sexual partners. Right. We all come to the cross. But maybe you're just ugly. <laughs> well, that was my problem. Um, uh, you know, but we all come to the cross like uh, looking to receive from Christ, right? The grace and the forgiveness and the mercy that we desperately need. Right. And how to then as parents, how to communicate that well mm-hmm. and compellingly um, with with an understanding heart to your children. But I think a lot of parents need to learn that for themselves. I think a lot of parents don't. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> I'm just saying there was crickets right after you said that. Oh, no, I think a lot of parents take the this view of sex into their marriage mm. and um you know then they pass it down to their kids and it's mm-hmm. ruining their sex life and it will hurt their children mm-hmm. so yeah anyway was that enough seriousness for you matthew it is um you know they make a lot of jokes on the podcast and a lot of jokes about this kind of thing but i really don't this is not something i want to joke about because i really like what you guys are doing like i think this is a good thing like this is not something that i would want to you know make fun of because i think that's good when the church reaches out into that area mm-hmm. i think um it's something that the church has in many ways uh made i think two sins sort of like the unforgivable sins right and both of them have to do with sex uh, one is homosexuality or anything to do with the LBGTQA uh, movement, IA, uh, yeah. IA movement. And the other one is abortion. And if you do either of those mm-hmm. two things, then it's like you wear um, the scarlet A mm-hmm. your entire life. Mm-hmm. Um Meanwhile, we're totally fine with people uh, with people being like addicted to porn. You know, we're totally fine with people getting uh, getting divorced for no good, just biblical cause. Um, we're totally fine with putting up with that stuff. Um, but you know, we're to- we're totally fine with guys uh, going and and um, well, strike that. Let me let me rephrase that. We're totally fine. With people doing things that, you know, uh, if it came out in public, you know, they'd be ashamed of it. Uh, but, you know, like guys just kind of chuckle about it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, don't we all do that? Um, President Trump. Um, but when um, when someone who is who is struggling with same-sex attraction comes into church, mm-hmm. if it's found out, if they even feel comfortable enough to, to be – to talk to somebody about that, which is rare, mm-hmm. um, then it's like that person yeah. uh, is is branded for their whole life mm-hmm. as other than. Mm-hmm. When in reality, it's like, dude, um, like join join the club of sexual sinners, right? Um, and so, really, uh, trying to trying to reach out to not just our our children but our community. In shaping the way that the church speaks about sex and sexuality, mm-hmm. um, 
is 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 one of the main reasons why we why we decided to write this book. Mm-hmm. What's the uh, what's what's the reaction been so far for the book? Well, not many people have read it yet. I mean, just you know, we sent it to our friends mm-hmm. um, to endorse it, but there hasn't been many people who have read it. I'm interested to see what the reaction is going to be. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people think that people see that this is a need, uh, especially I think since we're. Uh, there is a movement in the church to turn away from just preaching law and just preaching rules and maybe give grace. Um, I think people see this as a need and every parent I've talked to is just like, Oh, I need to read that book. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, we'll see once it actually gets into people's hands. Yeah. I think it's going to break some people's categories. Yeah. I mean, to be perfectly honest, because we're not, we don't go in there and say, Hey, here's everything you should do. And here's everything we shouldn't do. You shouldn't no, do. That's not the kind of book. that this Right. Is. No, this is more of a, here's a theology behind it. Right. And, um, so I think there's going to be people that are mad that we don't go in there and mm-hmm. blast all the sexual sins. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll find out. Yeah. I mean, I think that the the people who have read it have all come back with very positive yeah. comments. Yeah, I'm um, saying that this is this is something that's uh, that's just been deeply needed mm-hmm. uh, in the church. I think, like I said, it's going to break some people's categories, especially. Uh, we have one one chapter uh, that we call uh, I think it's called "Sex and the Consummation" mm-hmm. um, about how our sexuality really is this uh, this picture of. When Christ uh, returns and, and reunites the church uh, to Himself, and um, and so I think it's going to push people's categories. But you know what we're hoping to do here is just to get people engaged in having uh, conversation a with conversation their kids. with yeah. their kids that isn't just like don't um, do this, don't do this. Yeah, your wheels will fall off. When yeah. is the book going to be available? May eighth. It it is May eighth, but you know you can pre-order it now. Um, it's on, on Amazon. Amazon. Yeah, so you can pre-order it now, and um, yeah, available May eighth. If you were asked to come and speak at the next Stronger Men's Conference, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what would you? I know Jessica would go. Would you go, Jill? Would I go? Well, yeah, I'd go. I mean, who doesn't make uh, like? Especially if I get to ride in the monster truck. Mm. What if you do your what if you do your talk from the bed of the truck? Oh jeez, if there's an American flag waving in the background, I'm on it. I am on it. <laughs> like if I could get if I could get into a grave digger, mm-hmm. grave digger jumpsuit. Okay, okay. You know, uh-huh. like they have the drivers have yeah. like the like mm-hmm. if I could get that. If you could fit into it or Well, that's a different that's oh. a different <laughs> Right, but listen, those those guys drink plenty of beer, so like that yeah, guy, no. that guy yeah. ain't, ain't yeah. Uh, you know tipping the scale at 180 pounds. Um, you know, I mean, if I could get one of those, mm-hmm. if I could have hacksaw Jim Duggan mm-hmm. um, right there with his two by four and an American flag, mm-hmm. and every time I make a good point, he just yells "ho." What if it was Mark Driscoll dressed as hacksaw Jim Duggan? No, I see. I picture I picture Mark Driscoll more as Randy Macho Man Savage. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you know, if that was happening, yeah, if that was happening, yeah, yeah. and Mark Driscoll went off the top rope, yeah, um, onto John Piper. <laughs> no, I think it would have to be John McCarthy. 
I'm telling because there's there's a there. That oh my sense. gosh! What? If you body slam John Piper, he would just say, "This is what I deserve." <laughs> Listen to this. All right, who would John MacArthur be? I'm going Ric Flair. No, 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 no. Let's see. Who would he be? He would He'd be, be the Ric Undertaker. Flair. No, no, no. Who is the Undertaker's uh, handler? Who is that guy? Paul Paul um, Yes. <laughs> Yeah. I, I see him more as like Vince McMahon, just a just a surly, yeah, know it all who delights in causing other people misery. <laughs> I'm so glad only like 20 people listen to your podcast. Yeah, I'd be like 18 after this episode. <laughs> oh my could gosh! You deliver a sermon, like, and could you deliver an entire sermon in the voice of Randy Savage? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't Let me be talking something here. We, uh, you Let something about grace. Let me have you open your Bibles. <laughs> oh yeah, we're going to be looking at Jesus. <laughs> you know, the other day, Could you I was read a chapter from your book in the voice of Randy Savage. <laughs> oh, oh, that's really good. That although that could get kind of awkward if I read it that way. It might, it might sound like the wrong. It wouldn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it would probably carry the wrong connotation. Uh, oh yeah, let's talk about sex and my consummation. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, <laughs>